COVID-19 numbers continue to rise, SAP earnings create uncertainty within the tech sector, and stimulus news is just as negative as it was last week. Welcome to the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. The market is selling off on this crazy Monday, October 16th. The Dow is currently down 790 points, NASDAQ down 245 points, and the S&P 500 down 79 points. Not only that, but the VIX is going crazy. The volatility index is up 22% today, and well, it's just not a good sign, and it's very reflective of the insane amount of uncertainty going through this market, running through the veins of this market right now. We take a look at this market and we have so many things getting mixed up, getting into the very mindset of traders right now. Uh, Currently, COVID-19 cases going to all-time highs, and that is a major worry. We take a look at COVID-19 cases, and on Friday and Saturday, the United States reported a new Um, high 83,000 new cases both days. Now the average of coronavirus cases in the last seven days has hit 68,767 new cases per day and the numbers are continuing to go up. Not only that, but to make matters worse, uh, many European countries are now considering lockdowns once again. That is the word on the street. And if that occurs, it is going to scare Wall Street. It is. New lockdowns there and words of lockdowns here are only going to create more fear and more uncertainty for the stock market. And here's why. It's very simple. Lockdowns create economic trouble. They create a recession because at the end of the day, if you have to close down, if you have to lock down, um, no one's going to be out. Businesses aren't going to be able to operate. And it's going to make it very difficult for the economy to stay afloat. And I mean, that is why we're seeing such a decline right now in the markets. Um, over the past several weeks, we've been seeing this industrial rally. We've been seeing the industrials and the energy names um, move higher while tech has not. Tech has really just gone flat in the past several weeks. And what has been rising is these industrials, um, these reopening plays. And now that COVID-19 numbers have came back in and are just roaring, I mean, right now, total U.S. cases are 8.6 million. Um, Just numbers are continuing to roar. They're continuing to go higher. And what that's causing is this, the leaders of the market from the last several weeks are now getting killed. They are just getting killed Um, because the story does now does not fit. The story no longer fits. COVID-19 numbers are back and the chance of us returning to a recession this winter are only growing. Um, And it doesn't help that it's an election year. It doesn't help that our relationship with China is not the best. It doesn't help that the government, uh, Congress and the White House cannot get their heads together um, and come up with a deal. It doesn't help that uh, the Senate's trying to pass and initiate a judge um, a justice into the Supreme Court. It doesn't help. None of this helps. There are so many things going on at once. And there's so much uncertainty just in the election alone that the market is truly troubled. The market does not know what to do and volatility is through the roof. You have your bulls. They're saying, yes, I'm bullish. We're going to get stimulus just in time. Um, you know, And whoever is elected, it's going to be good for the market and it's just going to continue to go up. And then you have your bears. Um, And the bears are saying, no, there's so much uncertainty. There'll likely be a sell-off during the election. We're not going to get stimulus for months. And it's just two completely opposing sides. 
going at it. And really what is taking a hold right now are the bears. The bears are taking it. The uncertainty really is what's taking this market down. And it's creating problems. It's creating problems for traders. Um, and it's creating problems pretty much for the, everyone within the market. Now, on top of all this, on top of all this uncertainty, we have the biggest week of earnings for Q3 here. The biggest week. And we lead it off with a decline of at its low over 800 points. This is insane. We have so many huge companies such as AppleSoft, uh, Apple, Microsoft, and these big names reporting earnings. And it's all within this uncertainty. And really what it comes down to is you got to pick your names individually if you're going to play them. And you got to make sure that the fundamentals support the earnings. And now it does not help. On top of a huge week of earnings, on top of all of this uncertainty exterior of the market, that a European software company, SAP, um, reported terrible earnings, really. They underperformed big time. Um, you take a look at their stock and their valuation was cut by 29.48 billion euros in one day. Um, that's a 20% drop roughly in the stock. And really what that is doing is it's just pulling U.S. technology down. It's created uncertainty for the U.S. markets. Um, now, some are saying this is company specific. Some are saying that SAP just, you know, is underperforming the rest of their competitors. But some are saying, um, other analysts are saying that no, 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 no. This is, you know, they're right. You know, companies aren't spending as much on software um, anymore. Because COVID-19 has hurt them so badly, they've cut back on their spending, and most tech companies are going to see this in Q3. Now, I'm more of the consensus that the SAP earnings um, in this technology, European technology decline um, is European-specific, um, company-specific. I really do not think um, that the U.S. tech companies are struggling. I think the only ones growing, some of the only ones growing in this pandemic, Um so I disagree. I think we're going to see solid earnings out of Microsoft and Apple um, and PayPal and a lot of these big names, Facebook, Twitter, um, all these big names reporting this week, the big tech names. I think we're going to see some solid growth. Um, and I don't think that the SAP earnings are much to worry about. It was a cause for worry originally, but I really do think it's company specific and I am not worried. Now, moving into the overall market pullback, this is a nasty one, 745 points down on the Dow. Um, and I simply don't like it, but we're going to preview some names that I think are solid here later in the segment, but we know why this is happening. Um, and that really from COVID cases to the SAP earnings this morning, that didn't help the case to no news on stimulus over the weekend. Um, the whole weekend I was left sitting here pondering, well, what in the world? Where is the stimulus news? Are they talking? Are they negotiating? Are they not? And all we get Monday is a few little blips saying that both sides moved the goalpost. And of course, I found this absolutely ridiculous. Um, I, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. At the end of the day, a deal needs to be made for the American people. And that's simply not happening. And not only for the American people, but the stock market. The stock market needs it. The stock market is trading on this stimulus. And if there isn't a deal... We're going to see much more of a sell-off, I believe, than what we're seeing here. Now, this isn't terrible. I mean, 723 points, yeah, it's a lot, but at the same time, it's not. I mean, that's only 2.56%. Um, that's not, you know, detrimental. That's not killing us, but it's not nice by no means. And given this sell-off, we're seeing a lot of good names that are down, all on top of a ton of earnings. 
Um, it, everything is now being dragged down. Technology is being dragged down. The industrial, everything in this market is being dragged down. Um, at one point I checked and the only thing that I could find that was solid and strong was Zoom. And it's still up. It's up five points, um, 1% against the rest of the market, which is just absolutely crazy. The premier stay-at-home name um, is really the only stay-at-home name I'm finding that's still up. So, no good stimulus news today on this crazy Monday. No good COVID news. Those cases continue to rise. Um, no good earnings news as of yet. But we did. We you know there was no big names um, on the board to report today. So that's not really a big worry. So we're going to dig right into the names that I am liking in the red today. And I'm going to kick it off with the socials. Now we are releasing a breakdown of Twitter and Facebook this week. Um, Facebook breakdown will drop tomorrow and the Twitter breakdown will drop today. They both report earnings on the 29th of this month. Um, so just a few days from now. So I'm going to start off with Twitter and I'm really liking Twitter right now. Um, they are down. They're currently trading down a dollar 24, uh, 2.5% roughly, uh, 49 bucks. And, you know, they made a new all-time high today and then they immediately pulled back. And I like that. I like the fact that Twitter is trading down right now ahead of earnings. I think Twitter is going to have a solid quarter. Um, and I just want to take a look at their earnings. You know, Twitter's really a comeback story, surprisingly, in the social media age. Their last quarter wasn't good. Um, taking a look at Q2, they reported an EPS of negative $1.39, which is not amazing. In fact, it's far from amazing. Um, it was their first loss in a few quarters, um, their first miss. Uh, ad revenues as of Q2 were down 23% year over year, and their revenues came in at $683 million, which is down 18.77%. Now, that's not great, but their monetizable daily active users continued to grow. Um, in Q2, they reported 186 million um, daily active users, and that's against the expected 172.8 million expected users, which is up 34% year over year. Um, so really a decrease, it seems, in ad spend, but I'm not really worried about that. I think they are going to solidly come back um, here. And, you know, everyone's liking the socials right now, and, you know, I really do like the socials here. Um, throughout this pandemic, people have been at home, and they have been on social media like crazy. Um, and that's good reason to pick the socials up here. I think we're going to see big continued social growth, um, especially if lockdowns come back in, which we're starting to see. And, you know, with COVID-19 back on the rise, we're going to see more people staying home, more people inside, and that's going to only boost social media usage. Now, another thing going for the socials is ad spend. And originally at the beginning of the pandemic, it was a worry. Um, everyone was worried that ad spend would decrease, companies would cut back pricing. But really, we we're now seeing just the opposite. Um, instead of those physical advertising routes, um, companies are now starting to spend more on their social media advertising. Given the boom in e-commerce, it is only making a bigger and bigger case um, to advertise on social media because more people are now using it throughout the pandemic. And that's why I like the socials. I think Twitter can make an earnings comeback. Um, I think that the pandemic has only accelerated them. I think it will, it will accelerate their comeback here. Um, they were having troubles uh, just a few months ago, but I think they're going to come back strongly. And I think, you know, you can get into the stock here and be confident that they are going to perform well on earnings. Um, taking a look at the institutional ownership on Twitter, 
It's currently 70.80%. I mean, 0.8%. So, you know, they have solid institutional holdings, top holders, Morgan Stanley Investment Management, BlackRock Institutional Trust, um, the Vanguard Group. I like them a lot. And, you know, the analysts are quite bullish on the name. You know, the high price target is 59.75. The mean price target is kind of, I mean, it's, it's not great. It's 44.90, but I like that high price target of 59. And I think if Twitter can perform a lot better than what they did previously on earnings, I think they can do well. Now they do have, they are running at a 39.9 billion dollar market cap, which I think is fair. The multiples on Twitter are not insane. Um, you know, it's their price to sales ratio is not bad. It's 12.01 times. Um, that's not terrible. And it's the same thing with the price to book. They're trading at a 5.21 times price to book value. That's not bad. Um, so I do like Twitter. Um, as of Q2, the balance sheet, you know, was pretty solid. Their total cash and short-term investment level was $7.76 billion. But on the other hand, their total debt was $3.435 billion. So not bad, not bad. Their total debt was far under their total cash and short-term investments. Their total assets were strong, and they really don't have a lot of liabilities, surprisingly. Um, when you compare assets to liabilities, total liabilities came in in Q2 at $4.890 billion dollars while total assets came in at $12.548 billion. So the balance sheet's strong. They have plenty of cash, plenty of uh, increasing assets. All the while, their total debt and total liabilities are decreasing. So I like that. I like that a lot. Um, net income wasn't the best. And if you look at the trend in net income, it's kind of all over the place. So I'll be looking to see if Twitter can improve that net income and operating income in Q2. I think if they improve those two things, I think if they continue to grow their daily active users, um, I think that Twitter can increase. I think the stock price can continue to roar. Um, but, you know, daily active users, income, and a revenue beat is what the company needs. And mostly in the United States. It's going to come down to the United States mostly. Um, taking a look at the price analysis of the stock itself, according to Trefis, 49.48% um, of the United States regional segment um, is... Well, 49.48% of the stock is based on the United States regional segment, um, while 35% is based on the international re regional segment. So that is a big factor for me. Um, really, I'll be looking at the United States segment. Did daily after users increase and where did revenue come in along with income? That's what I'll be looking for on Twitter earnings. Um, so I think you can buy Twitter here on a down day. The market is very red. I think we likely see somewhat of a small rebound tomorrow um given how fast this market has sold off we're already seeing it looks like we bottomed for the day around 130 so i am liking twitter right now taking a look at facebook um now facebook is also trading in the red today and really facebook it's it's a solid name um and i see facebook growing significantly especially in the small business um segment that the company's kind of started to build out. I think that Facebook is turning more and more and more into a social media e-commerce play. Um, they're bringing a lot of that e-commerce stuff more and more into the Facebook um, relationship ecosystem. And I'm really liking that. Taking a look at earnings, um, their last quarter was quite solid. They actually delivered a beat um, on revenues and EPS. In Q2, they delivered an EPS of $1.80 versus the expected $1.39, so a solid EPS beat in Q2. Solid revenues in Q2 of $18.7 billion, up 10.67% year over year. Um, and I think they can do that again in Q3. And not only that, but Apple's balance, I mean, Facebook's balance sheet 
is just phenomenal, not apples. Um, Facebook's balance sheet is phenomenal. It's not bad. You know, total debt, $472 million, um, which is surprising to me. But then you just take a look at the rest of it. Their cash and short-term investments level is $58.240 billion. Their total assets is $139.691 billion. And their total liabilities is $29.244 billion. So to me, their total assets and their cash and short-term investments far outweigh their total liabilities and total debt as of Q2. And that is why I really like, really like Facebook. From the balance sheet, it's solid. On the growth side, on earnings, it's solid growth. Their net income, solid. Uh, net income in Q2 came in at $5.178 billion. Operating in- income came in at $5.963 billion solid. Um, and really the stock isn't priced bad. Um, you know, a lot of guys come on CNBC, I see him come on and they say, you know, a lot of big techs overvalued, socials overvalued. And then I look at Facebook price to earnings ratio, 36.33 times. It's not bad. That is not bad. In fact, that is not bad at all compared to some of the competitors in the space. It's not bad. Now, on an overall thesis, is that a little, you know, expensive? Yes, it's a little expensive, but you're talking about a company that's turning out solid growth consistently that is planned and placed, I believe, perfectly for the pandemic to the point where they can actually benefit from the pandemic instead of get hurt from the pandemic. The price to sales ratio, 10.79 times, a price to book value of 7.35 times, and a price to cash flow ratio of 29.39 times. Not bad, not bad. Um, Facebook is doing excellent, and they also noted in the Q2 report that the performance for Q3 would be very, very similar to Q2. So I believe that Facebook is going to beat on Q3. They have earnings coming up on the 29th, same day as Twitter, and I think you can buy Facebook here down 8. It is down 8 points today, 3%. Um, at 276.11 it's trading at right now. I like it a lot. I think you can buy Facebook um, here. And really what it's going to come down to is that advertising revenue. Uh, 93.39% of Facebook stock is based on, is priced on the core Facebook advertising revenue segment. And for that reason, I think you can buy Facebook. I see e-commerce only growing. And if e-commerce grows, advertising on social media also grows. And that is why I like Facebook a lot. Not to mention that institutional ownerships at 78%. And the mean price target is 302 and the high price target is 335. So there's plenty of upside on an analyst basis, plenty of upside on an earnings beat basis, and there is plenty of positivity on Facebook for me to say you can buy it down nearly nine points today. Now, finally, I'd like to dig into a name that I am really liking. I have a personal position in the name, and that would be PayPal. And I think PayPal is going to be huge. Um, I know a lot of e-commerce guys use PayPal for their stores um, and they connect to the Shopify and that's what they run everything through. And that's partially why I like it. I think PayPal is going to see a lot of growth from the digital payment side of things. And that's really what PayPal is. It's a digital payment company. Um, you know, I use PayPal a lot. I know a lot of people who use PayPal. I also know a lot of people who use Venmo. And when I say I know a lot of people, I'm basing this off my experience. That's something um, you want to do with stocks. If you see the company's products being used a ton in real life, then it's probably a solid company, especially if people use it all the time. And I know a ton of people, especially in the lower age bracket, use PayPal a lot and use Venmo a lot. Um, And, you know, I think PayPal is going to be huge. I think the introduction of cryptocurrencies was also big. Taking a look at PayPal, um, their last quarter, Q2, was solid. 
Um, they reported an EPS of a dollar uh, and seven cents, which was you know pretty good compared to the expected eighty-eight cents that um, analysts were expecting. So just great, and they turned over twenty-two point two one percent year-over-year revenue growth in Q two, and I think they're going to do it again in Q three. Um, and in fact, management expects Q three revenues to grow twenty-three percent, and that was as of Q two. Um, and as of Q two, they also expected full year revenues to grow 20%. So once again, we talked about this on Friday, PayPal's an excellent name and I think you can pick it up. Now, digging into the broader market, we have a lot of names, as we said, reporting earnings and I don't wanna be too repetitive, so we're gonna get through these real quick. Um, Names I'm liking this week still on earnings, especially today. Tech is down huge, everything's down big today. And what we need to do is we need to buy these red days. Now the market's very volatile, so I don't want you putting a ton of cash to work. But I think there will be some earnings winners, and here are mine. I think Microsoft is going to do excellent on earnings, and therefore, you know, if you are already thinking about picking up some Microsoft, I think you can pick some up. Um, it's down today. I like it. It's down plenty for me to say buy it. Apple, it's down today. I think you can buy Apple pretty much anytime, especially at these prices. Now, you have two plays on Apple. You either buy it now, and you risk a possible negative tone on earnings. But I think Apple can beat. My thesis is Apple can beat. But there's always a chance that they don't. So this is what I advise you to do on Apple. If you're really bullish on Apple, buy it today. But if you are not, wait until after earnings. And if they perform good, if they release solid earnings, it's going to be, you know, and they perform solid guidance, they release solid guidance on the name. I think you pick some up especially if it goes down on good news, but I don't think it will. If we get good news out of Apple, the stock will go up and then I want you to get in on it because it will probably go and it'll start running and start leading the market again, especially given that COVID cases are rising. Apple, it's a tech name. It's a, you know, anything tech is pretty much looked at as a stay-at-home name, at least it seems. Um, So I like Apple no matter what. They proved in Q2 that they could continue to grow throughout a pandemic. So I like Apple here, especially with the new iPhone releases. Now, ServiceNow, they report earnings very, very soon. I believe they report tomorrow, Um, and that's another name I like. ServiceNow, it's down 15 points today. It's down 3%. It's under 500. I like ServiceNow. I think you can buy ServiceNow. Um, I think they're going to report stellar numbers per usual. Um, They're a stay-at-home name, and I think they can continue to deliver great numbers. Amazon. Amazon was holding in this morning before the market really took a huge hit. Um, I really like Amazon. Amazon's the ultimate stay-at-home name. You know, if we go back into lockdowns, people are going to start ordering a huge amount from Amazon once again. Um, and I think they'll only see more business growth than what they've seen in the past. So I really like Amazon. I think they can continue to grow. And even if COVID numbers aren't huge, um, but they continue to rise, you know, If we don't get a lockdown, I don't think that's a killer for Amazon. I think Amazon can grow no matter what. And when it comes to Amazon, they're going to do well in the holiday season. The holiday season is upcoming. People aren't going to travel as much regardless. So I really do like Amazon. I think there's going to be a lot of buying from Amazon. And I think you can buy Amazon here. It's only at, you know, it's hovering right around the 1200 point. And for Amazon, that's that's not bad. That's actually a pretty good price considering what they were um, at their high, at, at its highs. So I do really like Amazon. And finally, it really just comes down to those broader stay-at-home names. Uh, Chegg reports earnings today. Today, I really like Chegg. 
I think Chegg's probably going to turn out a phenomenal quarter, especially given that education's back and it has been for the past several months. Stamps.com is down today. You know, excellent name. They have a solid balance sheet. They have solid revenue growth. Um, and, you know, they've been they've been going down lately uh, the past several days, which I really don't understand. I think that's kind of almost foolish. Stamps.com. There's going to be a lot more shipping than usual, especially in the next several months, given that it's holiday season. Given that we have COVID-19, people aren't traveling as much. So I like Stamps.com. I think you can buy it and they'll probably see a big earnings beat. Ring Central, another name I'm really liking. Hasn't been performing how I wanted it to, but I think it's going to perform well. Um, it's another stay-at-home name, and I think they're going to deliver on earnings. Teladoc, oh my word. Teladoc back at 212. What a name. They report earnings very, very soon. In fact, they also report earnings on the 28th. They report earnings on the 28th. Teladoc, great name. I think they will be the leader of telehealth, and I think you can buy that today at 212. Um, and if it falls more, well, that on, on Teladoc, I think that's quite cheap. And that is all I have today for the show. A very quick episode, um, very just going over the main targets of the day, some names I'm liking. Um, on the next episode Wednesday, I hope to dig deeper into some of these names um, and review some of these excellent earnings that are upcoming. Um, we're going to see a lot of big names report soon. Watch out for Chegg tonight. There's also some big names reporting tomorrow. It is just a maxed out week of earnings and uncertainty. This was the Running With The Money podcast. I hope you liked the episode. And remember, Twitter breakdown dropping on runningwiththemoney.com tonight. Facebook breakdown dropping tomorrow and many other pieces of analysis dropping 24-7. Thank you for listening. My name is Luke Denae and have a great rest of your day, night. Welcome to the Running With The Money podcast. See you on the next episode. Eat, sleep, profit. Peace out.